Hello and welcome to the Adventure Post podcast. I'm Jason Post. And I'm Lacey Post. And we are happy to be back this week uh, to talk about another awesome adventure that we were able to do and uh, talk about some of our favorite places to go. This week we're doing something a little bit different. I know uh, a lot of the times we come before you and we talk about some uh, kind of week-long travel vacation destinations. We talk about, you know, spending a week in Disney, spending a week in Universal, spending a week, uh, you know, in, in the mountains or something like that. But this week we're going to talk about kind of something on a smaller scale. Uh, we're going to talk about a weekend getaway that we were able to recently do, and we're going to tell you all about our adventure there and talk a little bit about this destination because we were able to just recently go visit the uh, the Great Smoky Mountains, right? Mm-hmm. So we spent a weekend in Pigeon Forge in the Great Smoky Mountains and experienced some of that area. So we're going to talk a little bit about our adventure and all about the Pigeon Forge area and some of the things we were able to experience while there and then talk a little bit about your adventure. And we got some uh, news and stuff coming up later in the show, right? That's right. Awesome. So mm-hmm. why don't you uh, start us off, Lacey, give us a good summary, or summary about how we ended up <laughs> in Pigeon Forge. Okay. So this trip was not really planned. Um, <laughs> if you had asked me in January, which we normally plan our trips a while in advance, you know, if, if we were going to Pigeon Forge this year, I'd probably have said no. But then <laughs> um, our oldest son, soccer coach, emailed and wanted to know if, you know, who was available for a soccer tournament um, up in um, I guess the Pigeon Forge Gatlinburg area, beautiful, beautiful soccer field. Um, the mountains right behind it, it looked gorgeous. Um, so we, we immediately said, sure, you know, it seems like a fun place to have a soccer tournament. Yeah. So we kind of thought it was a go and my, my family and Jason's family both love the Pigeon Forge Gatlinburg area. So I told both of our moms about it and my sister, because they all love to go there. And I thought, well, you know, they might want to go make a weekend of it and watch every play soccer and, do some things around there. Well, unfortunately, the soccer tournament fell through. <laughs> um, but my mom and sister were so excited. They had already actually taken off on that Friday. And my sister booked a cabin. And she invited us to still come up for a little bit. So we left after the kids got out of school on Friday. And we were there pretty much one night and a day. <laughs> because Sunday we had a soccer thing in Cartersville, Georgia. We had to be back we for um, so it, it was very short. It wasn't really planned. Um, like I said, if you'd asked me a few months ago, I would tell you, no, we're not doing that. But <laughs> there we were. So it was kind of a sort of a surprise in a way. I'm, I don't yeah. know. And we don't do a lot of trips. Like We don't do a lot of non-planned trips. Obviously, yeah. obviously we enjoy planning a trip. <laughs> yeah. And we didn't plan it. My sister did. You know, she um, she's right now teaching full time and she's going back for her specialist degree. So she's been extremely busy. She had a little break between classes. Yeah. So she just kind of needed a respite. And then two, um, my dad's in Africa right now. So my mom's been by herself and we had birthday and Mother's Day, and Jennifer wanted to take her to Dolly Parton Stampede for both her birthday and Mother's Day. So yeah. Jennifer bought Mom a ticket to that, which is my right. mom's favorite show. We'll talk about favorite it later. Um, so it was really just something they planned, and we just came up for a day and a half and tagged along for a little bit. Um, but so yeah, it was so truly we, just yeah. a little weekend <laughs> adventure getaway. Yeah, barely even a weekend. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. probably the shortest trip I've done. You know, we've gone to Savannah just for a night, but we've gone like <clears throat> early and then gone back late. So I don't most, know. Most of a couple of days. Yeah, it yeah. still seemed like this was probably the shortest one I've done. Yeah, yeah. It, it and as the planner, as being the planners that we are, it's it's hard to go on a vacation that you didn't really plan. You know, and just uh, <laughs> you're kind of doing whatever is is coming up and stuff. We're just. We're the, we're the planners. We like to have it all laid out and kind of planned out and know what we're doing and where we're going and stuff. So 
it was it was different yeah for sure. it was, it was, but it, it was, was fun kinda, though kinda yeah. nice to have somebody else in charge a little bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah but it was so. definitely fun and i think we take you know we we we, we live here and, and grew up you know kind of within driving distance of the smoky mountains and pigeon forge in that whole area um so we don't really think about it a whole lot you know we've been there a few times as a family mm-hmm. but yeah, we i mean really, i grew up going with my grandparents yeah. So, so yeah, I think we just we're we're really close to that area, so we probably take it for granted as a you know destination. So, mm-hmm. but it's a great option for anybody in the southeast who's within driving distance, within a few hours of it. It's a great weekend option, mm-hmm. right? So, but we did have a limited amount of time, so, very but much. we packed a lot in. We had a really good day, so <laughs> we had a I full thought, day. <laughs> I thought we would just kind of walk them through that day and just give you some ideas if you were thinking about that for a weekend getaway. Just some things you might could do. And sure. some ways to kind of put together just a weekend adventure. Yeah, so absolutely. I'm going to okay. let you go first. So I'm going to start off, right? So um, mm-hmm. I'm going to start off with, uh, so we're running down our full, that one full day, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start off, obviously, with breakfast. Uh, <laughs> so we, we actually, one of the oldest kind of restaurants in the area is this, the Old Mill restaurant. It looks like it's been there forever. It looks like it's in the remnants of an old mill. Old mill. And this is somewhere that your your grandparents loved to go when yes. you guys used to go with them, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, so we wanted to go there. Yeah. Here. So we made a point to go eat breakfast at the Old Mill Restaurant, uh, which is right there in the middle of Pigeon Forge. And you know, it looked awesome historic wise, I and mean, it looked like this you know awesome, beautiful old mill. Old Mill. Um, the food was good. The food was plentiful. We I think we all ended up ordering like the bait, kind of the the standard breakfast special they have which includes like one of everything uh, it seemed like but uh you know sausage gravy and grits and bacon and eggs and biscuits and anything you can imagine for breakfast it was uh it was good food uh but i think the biggest point of it that there was plenty of the food <laughs> um you know this wasn't like a blow me away i gotta go back here you know for the food being that great but it was a really good really comforting you know good old country breakfast food right mm-hmm. yeah yeah. I think the most important part of doing this, though, was, well, one, because it was somewhere you went with your grandparents, so it had the nostalgia, and it was somewhere that we wanted to go uh, with your mom and your family, because, you know, it's, it's where you guys used to go with your granny and where she wants to go when, whenever she's out there. Um, but the biggest point was we're with, we're with a large group of people. Uh, this is a trip tip. Uh, breakfast is a good way to get people up and going. Yes. Uh, so especially for, so. for us, we're, we're the ones that are usually up and and dressed and ready to go and if you've only got one day you better get moving you got to get out the door and get going right (laughs) yeah so we're normally dressed and ready to go and like all right it's 7 a.m where are we heading what's our first what's the first thing on our itinerary uh but you know we might be traveling with some people who are a little bit slower at getting up a little bit slower about getting ready and getting out the door and if you don't have some kind of encouragement you know when you're traveling with a large group of people if you don't have some kind of thing to get them out the door it it may be nine or ten o'clock before you're actually getting everybody on the go so this was a good incentive to get everybody up and we wanted to be at the place at eight o'clock when they opened because it well it is a a popular place so by the time we finished and eating and leaving there was a line out the door Mm -hmm. and a wait so it was a that was our motivation hey everybody we got to get up we got to get out we got to get ready we got to be there at eight o'clock when they open the doors so we can have breakfast and and everything and it was good it was we were there you know we went straight to a table uh, mm-hmm. We had an awesome breakfast, and by 9 o'clock, uh, we were done eating, and we were in the middle of Pigeon Forge, and we were out the door ready to go. Mm-hmm. So so I did look up history on the old mill while you were talking, just because <laughs> you mentioned it, and I hadn't really thought about, you know, but it, it says sure. here, this is on their webpage, it says, the old mill story began nearly two centuries ago 
when local farmers with sacks of grain traveled to the newly built grist mill along the Little Pigeon <coughs> River. These trips to the mill resulted in mill and flour for cooking, and they also were opportunities to socialize and build community. In time, our town of Pigeon Forge was born. Today, the old mill is one of the oldest continually operating grist mills in the country and one of the most photographed mills in America. Nice. So does that mean it's still operational then? Sounds like it, didn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't know what level, but I mean, maybe just enough to, to make it officially operational or something. I didn't see any. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it probably is somehow just so they can still claim that. But it, w- it was a good restaurant. It was a great uh, place to see and visit and do. It was a great, you know, experience. They definitely um, make the pecan pies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There were there were cases and cases of pecan pies, weren't there? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I could have gone for something like that. But it was breakfast, so I was trying to... You know, I couldn't eat anything else by the time we left there, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it but was it, good. You know, it's like you said, they didn't have, like, a tremendous amount of options. Um, they kind of just had that big sampler <laughs> thing. Um, but, you know, a lot of places to go will have, like, specialty pancakes and specialty yeah. waffles and that kind of thing, where this was more, Traditional a little more comfort, cut and dry, you know, but a lot of it. Yeah, you get bacon, sausage, ham. Uh, sausage gravy, grits, eggs, things like that. It's your basic breakfast fair, but plenty of it. And um, and it's just a great environment. I'm a great, you know, atmosphere and everything. So so it was it was good. We experienced it. We're there. We ate. We, we were out by 9 o'clock. And, you know, there's lines of people trying to get in and trying to get reservations that were gone probably by that point. So we were done finished ready to go and uh and that was kind of the main point for us really was to motivate everybody to get up and ready and and get out Mm -hmm. because we went from here over to one of the so this was like the oldest part of pigeon forge here with the mill we started there and then we progressed from there over to one of the newest parts of the area right Mm -hmm. so you want to talk us about yeah so we had never been here but we went to the island in pigeon forge I think last time we were in, what did we say we were last time Pigeon Forge? Maybe in twenty fourteen, something like that. Fifteen, somewhere in there. Okay, Is that what thinking? I thought you said twenty sixteen, but maybe I was no, wrong. I think we're yeah. I think we're thinking. I think it was about fifteen. So it's been okay. it's been a, a little bit, but it was still it was right after this had opened, or while they were still building parts of it. Yeah, because yeah. apparently it opened in two thousand thirteen. Yeah. But it's it's constantly they're constantly yeah. adding to it. Um, but I'm just going to read you a little bit of. Um, from their website, what it is. It says, located at the foothills of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, the island in Pigeon Forge boasts 23 acres of entertainment in an inviting setting perfect for anyone looking to escape the everyday. With over 80 shops, restaurants, and attractions, our destination combines all things fun in a safe environment for families and friends of all ages where you can eat, shop, play, and stay. Um, The island is showcased by a 200-foot observation well and the island show fountains, which are programmed to perform to light and music year-round. Our oasis in the Smokies is open 365 days a year with free parking and free admission, admission, making it accessible for anyone visiting Mm. Pigeon Forge. So it is a place you can go and you can absolutely spend nothing, or you could go and you could spend a whole lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, we spent a little bit, but parking was free. Um, it is not, um, some people on TripAdvisor were saying, you know, oh gosh, you know, you park and you have to walk a good ways. Um, but I didn't think the walk was bad at all, but they do have trams if you don't want to walk. Um, my nephew, um, my nine-year-old nephew actually wanted to ride the tram. So my mom rode with him just for that experience. And they got there about the same time we did walking. But if you were farther back in the parking lot than from where we even were, I think you could actually beat the tram walking potentially. Probably. Um, 
So, and when we got there, it was in the morning. And I remember thinking, well, gosh, it's already crowded. But when we were leaving, I thought, no, that was not crowded. (laughs) Now now it's crowded. Where did all these people come from? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So kind of, you know, the Ferris wheel and the fountain are really the two main attractions, I think. Um, And the fountain is right when you get there, you'll, this kind of the first thing you see. And throughout the day, was it? What every, did you say? I think it was every on? half hour, every hour and every half hour. Okay. Um, so every hour yeah. and half half hour, they do like a two song show. Yeah. And it varies throughout the day. They'll change up the, the music and the songs, but it's just a, a really pretty. And they oh, they have rocking chairs all around it. I love yeah. that. So you could, and there were plenty of them. Like we didn't Everywhere, have really. Yeah. We didn't have trouble finding one. Now you had a little trouble finding shade, so you had to move your chair. Oh, I pulled my <laughs> I pulled my rocking chair right up under a tree, and I was in the shade rocking, and I was good to go. Yeah. And, of course, we were watching this during the day because that was our only opportunity. And it was pretty during the day, but I'm sure it's even prettier at night. Oh, at night? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So we had some friends that stayed not far from the island um, for their anniversary. And she said every night they would go watch the fountain. Um, Yeah. So they kind of made that a nightly event. But the fountain is free. And then, of course, you can go and you can just go in the shops. You don't have to spend anything. You can just browse. (laughs) You don't have to spend Um, anything, Lacey. No, so you don't we, have to, like we went to the what was the first store we went to that you guys liked? We didn't spend anything there. Uh, the crypto, uh, kryptonite. Yeah, it was something like that. It was a, it was a it was a you know geek pop culture shop, mm-hmm. uh, and it was big. Kind of it was pretty big, yeah. So we spent a good while in there just looking around. We could have easily bought a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, um, but we didn't. <laughs> um, they also had parts of it reminded me of Savannah. I felt like I was actually walking. Um, in City Market in Savannah the because the they shops. heard the, the Bird Cookie Company went over there and got yeah. some free samples of cookies. And we buy those cookies every year in Savannah, but my sister doesn't, so she kind of stocked up on some cookies. Oh, they're so good. Um, then they had the Savannah Bee Company, and yeah, I always get chapstick. I wasn't going to get chapstick, and my mom said I could get her Mother's Day present in there. <laughs> so I thought, well, if I'm buying her a present, I'm going to add a chapstick or two to it. <laughs> sure, sure. So and we went, and they have a really neat puzzle store. And oh, that's where you actually yeah. spent some birthday puzzles money there. And games. Mm-hmm. They had they had puzzles and different games, but they had puzzles from all, absolutely everything. Um, so it came down. I had to actually decide because they had two awesome puzzles. They had a Doctor Who puzzle I really liked, but then they had a Star Trek: The Next Generation puzzle uh, that that kind of had episode artwork. Like they had created these episodic these posters that were like movie posters for like the most popular episodes of Next Generation. And it's all collaged together. And uh, oh, it was kind of amazing. So mm-hmm. I'll put that together and I'll slab it up on the wall here in yeah, the office. Yeah, so. we need to start that this weekend. <clears throat> yeah, so that was very cool. And they weren't expensive. Like I think your 1,000-piece puzzle yeah. was right bucks. at um, t- yeah nineteen ninety nine, And then I think $15 for a 500-piece puzzle. Yeah, There were a few specialty puzzles that were more. But that was the, the basic price. They had puzzles that were like... 45,000 pieces. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know where you put that puzzle. No. <laughs> That's the side of a building. Yeah. Um, but they had them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, but that, that was a neat store. And we really yeah, got really into was, puzzles yeah. during the pandemic. And my mom and dad, they they did more than we did. <laughs> They've got puzzles framed all over the place now. Yeah. Um, so that, that was a fun store. We enjoyed mm-hmm. that. I think everybody did. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of the main stores we went in. They had a whole bunch more, anything you could think of. Yeah. And then we went over to the attraction section. So that's where the big Ferris wheel is. Right. Um, and it was extremely nice. I think it said it had 42 individual like um, gondola style 
yeah. cars that go around. Completely enclosed. And they're completely enclosed. They're air-conditioned, so oh, yeah, I felt were, safe in there. They're very air-conditioned. Um, I think the price was, I think it was supposed to be $13 a ticket, but I did get a $2 off. I'm trying to remember. I, th- I think it was I think 15 I had... and you got $2 off of making it 13 Oh, is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. So something like that. Yeah. But um, so we were able to do, me and you me and <clears throat> you did the Ferris wheel. Correct. And the kids chose to do the island ropes course. Yeah, because I think that was the same price, right? So yeah. it was like 15 for the little ropes course sky hike deal um, that they did. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the Ferris wheel is actually called the Great Smoky Mountain Wheel. Yeah. I just saw that. So we did those two things. The kids picked the island ropes course, and we did the Great Smoky Mountain Wheel. But if you know, if you had smaller kids, they had tons of things. Like they have spinning parrots coaster. They have the flying horse carousel. The, the Island Express. Right. Yeah, I don't think um, the bumper cars were open, but okay. they did have them. Some kind of reverse cool. time attraction, a shooting gallery, um, sky tikes. Um, yeah, the little bouncy trampoline things. Yeah, all, things like that. Mm-hmm. Twist and Shout. Now, they have a big attraction that's coming soon, and it's called Skyfly, so it sort of looks like Soarin'. It sort of looks exactly like Soarin'. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what they're going for, that's for sure. I think so. You could tell that the whole, pe- the whole, the whole, just wandering around. Obviously, these people have been to Disney. <laughs> yes, it felt yeah. kind of like Disney Springs. It felt a lot like going to Disney Springs. But you had more a like attractions, more attractions, you know. Yeah, Disney Springs. They've got a, you know, they got a merry-go-round. They got the big balloon that you can go up and stuff. But this one had a lot more attractions that you could do, and they actually had a pass where you could, you could spend like thirty bucks or something like that and get like an unlimited day pass to do a bunch of the different attractions. So. If you wanted to do a whole lot of the attractions and not worry about paying for each and every one individually, you could do like a, a pass that included all of the different ones, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. But yeah, yeah, it was laid out very much like Disney Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, it had that feel. It was that kind of uh, the quality of the stores and the, and the kind of the, the cleanliness of the area and everything had that very Disney Springs kind of mm-hmm. feel to it. I think everybody could find something to do here. And like I oh, said, yeah. you could go and, and spend absolutely nothing, or you could go and you could spend a lot. <laughs> so it's, you know, or anywhere in between. For sure. Absolutely. Now, we had had that huge breakfast, so we weren't really hungry, but we knew we needed to have at least a snack um, around lunchtime, um, or we would be starving for dinner. Um, <laughs> so what we did was we ended up going to Auntie Anne's, which you see in all your mall food courts and stuff but it's yeah. always a good one so we just had some pretzel bites and then we went to the island creamery and we got some smoothies to cool off and avery had a milkshake um and it was it was really good but yeah. they have other options they have mellow mushroom they have paula dean's family kitchen which i would highly recommend mm. after eating at her restaurants in savannah yeah. Yeah. Um, they yeah. have tons of different sweet shops and cookie shops and fudgeries and Yeehaw Snack Shacks, <laughs> uh, Timberwood Grill. So there's lots of different yeah, options of here um, food for options. food. Yeah. Unfortunately, we just were not hungry. Oh, I was not hungry most <laughs> so, of the day after that. Yeah. yeah. So we, we were just kind of snacking. And one thing we didn't mention, um, we didn't do this part, but there's a walkway, um, I guess, by the river. The river walk. That goes area. Into, yeah. Uh, yeah. into the island. And my parents, I think they went here last year, the year mm-hmm. before. And they stayed nearby, and my mom said they would take that walk, and they would go actually walk down to the old mill for breakfast, and yeah, then walk back. Yeah. So you could actually connect the old mill and the island. Yeah. So if I'd have known that beforehand, I might have made my sister get up at Ooh. six so we could go park <laughs> and walk, <laughs> and then walk back. So I'm sure you would have. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if she'd have went for yeah, that. Yeah, they would have went for it. No, yeah. I don't know that I would have went for it. <laughs> yeah. 
So that was kind of the island. I was I was impressed by it. I would say, you know, by the time we were leaving, it was really filling up. I don't know how much. Yeah. I don't know how much we would have liked it in the middle of the afternoon because there was a yeah. lot of people coming. But that was a Saturday. Yeah. So as always with any kind of theme park or attraction place like this, yeah. it's better to go during the week, I think, than on the weekends if possible. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a very neat concept because what they've essentially done is Pigeon Forge is is very similar to a lot of the other cities that you'll see that have this kind of tourist attraction strip. You know, if you go to uh, Panama City, or um, um, Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach. The other, I was trying to think Myrtle Beach. Uh, any of those places that have like that main strip, and along that strip you have all these different kind of, you know, uh, souvenir shops and gift shops and attractions and things that you can stop and do. Uh, it's kind of got Pigeon Forge has that kind of feel to it. Uh, there's all these different things to do. Well, what the island seems like it's done is taken all of those things and kind of wrap them into a single location to where you can park your car, you can get out and instead of cruising up and down the strip and getting in and out of all these different places, you can walk around a Disney spring style, mm-hmm. you know, area and just walk to all these really kind of nice shops and experience all these nice attractions that are, that would, that you would get if you were cruising down the strip, but you're mm-hmm. actually in a, a more comfortable environment walking around and experiencing them uh, in a little safer way, I guess. Because later um, on, when we were trying to drive to Dolly Parton Stampede, the traffic yeah. was horrible. And then trying to leave, and I remember this is why <coughs> Pigeon Forge was never my favorite place. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just too much traffic. traffic and But yeah. if you could stay over there on that island side like my parents did, mm-hmm. you could literally just walk you everywhere just and not yeah. even have to get on that main strip with all that traffic. Yeah, because they there were plenty of hotels right around the island. Um there were hotels that were actually a part of the island, and I was kind of shocked at how much uh, Margaritaville has t- kind of um, taken a claim on, on most of the presence right there around it. So a lot of those hotels directly around the island have become Margaritaville hotels. The hotel that is actually right there at the island that kind of crescent shapes around the island along the river is a, a big Mar- Margaritaville resort location. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can you can stay in, in one of the Margaritaville rooms with a balcony either overlooking the river if you're wanting a romantic weekend uh or on the other side of the building it looks directly over the fountain so you could sit on your balcony and watch the fountain shows you know Mm -hmm. during the day or at night or something like that both are nice nice options both very good options so those are all kind of part of the margaritaville resort that's now surrounding the island um so definitely some some good options where you can stay right there at the island and experience all that stuff and and really never have to get in your car unless you wanted Mm -hmm. to venture off to go to one of the other area attractions or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you can walk to so, the old mill. You could you walk, walk to, to Dolly Parton Stampede, too. You could, oh, could you? Okay. Yeah, I don't think that's much farther so, than yeah. the old mill. You just keep going a little ways. So, yeah. I mean, you, if you're a walker. If you're a walker, you could walk wherever you wanted yeah. to go then. Yeah. Yeah, so it's all right there. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we were on this weekend adventure with four boys so we had a 15 year old 14 year old 13 year old and a nine-year-old boy <laughs> so i'm gonna let you tell what they chose to do next all right so we're trying to some, figure out something that they all wanted to do and the consensus seemed to be go-karts um so this is something that i actually grew up doing well when i mentioned going to like places like panama city uh, that have those ships that's pretty much where I, I i grew up going on vacation if i went on vacation it was down to panama city and and, and they had that kind of classic strip with souvenir shops and go-kart tracks. Souvenir shops <laughs> and go-kart tracks. Souvenir shop, guess what? Go-kart tracks. Uh, 
And your mom <laughs> and loves And my go-karts. mom loved, actually. She still loves going to the go-kart tracks. Um, so there was, there was one of the more popular ones in Pigeon Forge is right next to the island. We could have walked to it from the island probably as well because it was just right across the street, I believe. Um, and it's like the, this was the track It's actually called the track and it's the big, it's a big wooden kind of figure eight kind of, kind of track. So we went over and and experienced that. Uh, and that was pretty awesome. I think all the kids really loved that. I mean, go-karts are an easy experience that most everybody can do. And most everybody, you know, has a good time, you know, racing and bumping each other just a little bit. Um, even William rode one of them, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our yeah, littlest he, nephew. Yeah, he, he rode actually, with Kevin. Yeah, he mm-hmm. rode with uh, Kevin and, and, and stuff, and he doesn't ride much, so he, he was able to do that. So there's a little bit of something for everybody, but um, that and was very nice. Do look for coupons. Don't go anywhere without looking for a coupon first because they're all over the place. And like I said, I found $2 off the Ferris wheel. <coughs> Couldn't get one for the kids' yeah. rope course, but we did on the Ferris wheel. And then here at the go-karts, I think we found one that was $10 off. 50, 50 yeah. which paid for all of, us, got all of us pretty much to do well to do actually the kids did two kids different did tracks couple, and then me ones, and you did one yeah, track yeah so um yeah definitely any of the, this is again this is one of those kind of um tourism driven areas um with all of this entertainment and destination type things down this trip so if you find a hotel or a welcome center or anything they're going to have a rack full of you know, brochures and things, just check them all out. There's going to be brochures and coupons and discounts and things like that. Any information center you can find, they're going to have some kind of coupon book or information pamphlet that might have a coupon for an attraction. So there is going to be a coupon for most of the things around, surprisingly. Um, you just kind of, this is, this is where, you know, your, your mom or somebody always goes to the brochure rack and pulls a brochure for everything on the rack. And you're like, why do you need that? Because there's a coupon in one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always look for Always those. look for the coupons. Mm-hmm. So no, yeah, but we had a lot of a lot of fun. It was a nice go kart track. They did it. We did a couple of different ones. They had two or three different options. They had some really small tracks for the little kids and some bigger tracks for the big kids. Um, they also had a mini golf there, but I, it didn't look too good to me, to be honest. Well, and and again, that's just, that's the it other kind of run down. Well, there were multiple mini golfs down the strip and again it's like going to panama city or myrtle beach and stuff you're going to have go-karts you're going to have miniature golf options and different things so i think they put their money in their go-kart tracks and not in their putt-putt the go-kart tracks were <laughs> what popular it like. and there were a lot of those to choose from absolutely um but and those are kind of the filler things you got the go-karts and the miniature golf and things like that uh but in pigeon forge maybe a little more than even like panama city and and Myrtle Beach and things like that, you've got a lot more of the show type experiences, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you got things like the Magic Quest, which the, for the last time we went, you know, we really loved and and, and and things. But you got a lot more of those kind of things, the the comedy shows and the entertainment shows and the we talked. We'll talk about Dolly's Stampede. It's a dinner show. There's a lot of the dinner shows that popped up, I guess, along that strip as well. So there's mm-hmm. a lot more of that kind of thing that you don't necessarily get. In you know some of the other you know kind of tourism strip towns like this, mm-hmm. so just a lot of, a lot of things to do, uh, a lot of things that we didn't even get to do in our one day. Yeah. So like I really want to do the Titanic Museum. Oh, the Titanic Museum. And I almost tried to squeal because I know I would love it, and I've heard amazing things about it. And there's yeah. also a location in Orlando. Yeah. Um, and I almost tried to squeeze it in after go karts, but I thought no because I can't much. spend that it's much because I think it's like twenty eight dollars a ticket or something. I was like I can't spend that and then. We wouldn't have, have had, to kind of run yeah, through it. You know, I want to enjoy, enjoy it. it. So, 
Yeah, but they've got yeah they've got the Titanic Museum. They've got Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum, the mm-hmm. House of Wonders. You know, all kinds of little attractions like that are there mm-hmm. uh, that we didn't have time to do this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's plenty to fill multiple days. Mm-hmm. You know, and a nice relaxing weekend. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. But no, we were squeezing it all into one day. So yeah, what else did we do? Well, after we finished the go-karts, um, there wasn't a whole lot of time before we had to be at Dolly Parton Stampede at mm-hmm. 5.30. Yeah. So we decided, my mom and my sister and I, we decided to go to the Christmas store, which is a store that we always went to with my granny and grandmother growing uh-huh. up. And I actually um, collect the Dickens Village, Department 56 um, yep. pieces. And this is where I first started my village, like before we even had kids, I think, when we were oh, newly yeah. married. Um and we were up there with my grandparents. Um, yep. But this is where I, I started that collection. So occasionally, or if I'm there, I love to go in that store and uh, look at the very, village yeah. pieces and see if there's anything new that I can afford and can fit in because it's pretty full now down there. It's a pretty cool store. So actually. I was going to get some little yeah. little figuring pieces, but unfortunately they didn't. They had very um, few village pieces right now. Yeah. They said they, apparently they were swamped in the fall. They said even the, during huh. the pandemic... They had um, people coming up. I guess yeah. a lot of business. So that's good. So they didn't have a lot of pieces. I just wanted some little, pe- uh, like some the little people, people to yeah. go in the village, but yeah. they didn't have those at the time. But it was still. I mean, that store is huge. Um, we ended up yeah. buying some birthday presents in there. Um, there are some things that are not Christmas, um, but I would say ninety percent of the store is Christmas. But it's just yeah. so much fun to go through. And if you're in a bad mood. It will, I don't know, it'll just make you happy. <laughs> it's Christmas. <laughs> and, of course, they have Christmas music. You can't help but sing. Yeah. I remember I turned the corner and another lady was coming in the way and she was just singing, too. <laughs> so we were kind of laughing at each other. It's always Christmas but, there. And any kind of Christmas decoration you might like, too. You know, they kind of had the yeah. old red pickup truck stuff that's, like, really popular right now. And then they had the Nutcracker section. And then they yeah. had the Village, of course, section. And, <clears throat> I mean, anything you could think of, they had. They had it. It was, you know, if it was Christmas. So, but it's a lot of fun just to go through and look around. So we spent, nice. we spent time there. Yeah. And then you guys went back to the cabin briefly with the we boys. We went briefly back to the cabin. Yeah. So the, they, the kids didn't want to go to the Christmas store. No. And I'm glad they didn't go. <laughs> that would have made it fun for me. And Lacey didn't want the kids to go to the Christmas store. Okay. I got you. Yeah. So, yeah Eli so. said, I wish that store would just close. And I said, you've never <laughs> even been there. <laughs> said you don't have to go don't worry oh that sounds right yeah Yeah. so i was glad you took them to the cabin for a minute we yeah we had we had we went back to the cabin we had about an hour just to chill out and relax at the cabin so that was kind of nice so we 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 pretty much just hung out and played pool uh we we got a nice cabin you know that we were staying in so it felt good to experience just a little bit of it in the day that we were there uh but you know we had a nice cabin it had a uh, multiple bedrooms. It had a pool table and a you know multi cade video arcade and darts and a hot tub. So a lot of different things to do. Uh, there was a, there was a community pool and putt putt area actually in in mm-hmm. the in the place where the cabin was. We went and played putt putt one night. The night well, we, yeah, that Friday night. That when Friday we night came when in, we first got there, there that's was all just we had. enough daylight to go yeah. do it once. So we but. went and played putt putt the night before. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that that day we went back. We had about an hour, so we just hung out with the kids and we kind of played pool, uh, and that's about it. We just relaxed for for a little mm-hmm. bit. We ate cookies and played pool. <laughs> and speaking of that little putt putt course that was there on property, it was just so pretty. You know, it, it was wasn't like course. themed or anything. No. It was just kind of a nice, well maintained. 
It's like a nine, nine hole nine hole course. Course, yeah. but it was it looked so much more, more attractive than the one that I saw in Pigeon Forge. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just the whole area yeah. around it too, the mountains and the trees, like it it was gorgeous. And the yeah. little creek that ran right by it that Eli hit a ball into and we had to get uh, out and fish it out. Yeah. yeah, but it was um it was really pretty. I was impressed yeah. with it. I think all of it was really, was was really pretty. So like I said, the uh, your sister Lacey's sister actually found the cabin and rented the cabin uh, through uh, Vacasa. I think was the website. She 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 just booked it uh, and said, yeah, come on, y'all stay for the weekend. And and, and we rode up. Uh, but it was a super nice cabin. Uh, it was part of kind of a, a little cabiny neighborhood on this mountain, uh, three stories from the basement down to the, the top. Uh, it had great uh, view of the mountains, which is really what you want in a mm-hmm. awesome, you know, mountainside cabin, right? So it was really great for the weekend. The little bit of time we had there, we had enough time when we got there that night uh, to do just a little bit. Uh, we had a little bit of time during the next day and, and the night that that we had the day there. And then the very next morning, we had time to get up and make breakfast and, and leave. But it was enough to to really enjoy the cabin. We played a lot of pool with the kids. Mm-hmm. We uh, we enjoyed the uh, the view a lot. You know, I had we had coffee and a, and a balcony and rocking chairs and a, a beautiful view of the mountains. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. Yeah, I loved, I had um, my breakfast there Sunday morning right before we left. It was super nice. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, if you're going up to somewhere like the Smokies, this is kind of the way to go, especially if if you're going with more than, than just your, you know, a couple of people or a family of four. If you're going with a couple of families or if you've got, you know, another family that you're going with, if you've got eight, ten people, something like that, this is really the way to go because you can go and you can get, cabin all together with two or three or four bedrooms everybody can spread out and by the time you split that price it's pretty affordable actually mm-hmm. and that's when you get that experience of the the cabin on the mountain with the awesome view mm-hmm. and you're kind of you know off on your own so i mean this is that's the mountain experience that everybody you know really wants and they're everywhere you know and there are cabins I, everywhere up there and i would recommend this when she booked i actually looked i opened just opened up the email she had forwarded me but yeah. um it's it was bear crossing retreat yeah so the cabin was was there it was 2011 cougar crossing that was the actual yeah. cabin we were at um but it was it was a very nice place very well maintained of course you know anywhere you're going to have a little, few issues like they found out right away i think friday morning that the upstairs half bath was when you flush the toilet, it was leaking onto the top <laughs> bunk bed that Avery was supposed to be sleeping in. <laughs> oh, lovely. Um, but I think the guys came they out came the next day it. and yeah. fixed it. Um, yeah. There was a couple of things like a door not closing right, or it seems like there was some little things. Yeah. I think they even replaced the grill because Kevin told us something about something the grill. He had tried to cook yeah. on the grill Friday and there was something. So, yeah, so they came out there's and fixed little it right things, away. but they did fix it and it was beautiful. The decor yeah. was just gorgeous in there. They had really done a good job and really brought in that bear theme. I know it scared my nephew. They said that uh, they got in late Thursday night. They, they came in the day before we did. And I think he opened the blinds and they actually had a painting of a bear. And I think he jumped yeah, back because, bear, yeah. you know, you're not expecting that. The you bear know? was painted on the glass of the window. So when you open the blinds, let's go bear is, you know, tapping on the glass. Like, Let me in. Yeah. <laughs> so. But, but no, it's a beautiful cabin, and and yeah, that was a it was a great little neighborhood that our cabin was in, like you said, because they, they had the putt putt. There was an indoor pool, uh, that was kind of a shared community pool and things like that. So mm-hmm. it was nice, and they really took care of you. But there are so many options up there. I know we've stayed before in some of Dolly's cabins. Yeah, and the Dolly, you know, Dollywood has. Mm-hmm. We their stayed own with set your mom cabin, cabins at her cabin. It was yeah, it was just as nice. Yeah, it was it, again. Mm-hmm. There's 
I mean, this is what the area is. It's the Smoky Mountains. There are cabins absolutely everywhere. Uh, lots of options of um, all the different sizes, <laughs> mm-hmm. depending on how many people you've got. So, so as impressed as we were with the kind of Margaritaville hotel and everything surrounding the island, if you were going down and it was just two of you, or maybe a family of four, that's something that maybe you want to we wanted to look at. But if you've got a larger group, the cabin's really kind of the way to go for a, a Smokies. Mm-hmm kind yeah. of adventure like this so, okay. but we really liked our cabin kids yeah, love nice. the pool table mm-hmm. um they really enjoyed that yeah eli beat me at pool so, <laughs> so they got pretty good yeah they did so i'll tell you about the last thing we did that day before we went back and played more pool right. <laughs> <laughs> um so the last thing we did was where my my sister was taking my mom for her birthday and mother's day present and that was the dolly parton stampede dixie stampede um yeah used to be called the dixie stampede <laughs> they kind of changed the name brought in dolly parton a little bit more um but my mom has loved this show. I can't tell you how many times she's seen it. I mean, I've seen it, I feel like, a gazillion times because we always went with my grandparents yeah. when I was growing up. Yeah. Uh, but it's always a fun show. And they have, you know, it's now it has been several years since I've seen it. And I could, there were differences. You they know, updated I could, it for sure. Yeah, they definitely yeah. updated. I love the beginning of it. Yeah. Um, with all the different kinds of animals. All the animals and yeah. um, some of the different kind of dancers that came down from the ceiling and yeah. um you know it was it was a very it was very pretty oh, yeah. um, I, mean, I, I think i'm a little over the competition you know i don't even <laughs> medieval times too i'm kind of over that part i'd rather yeah. just eat my food and see a show um but they still do have the competition going on if, you, if you've ever been there before you either sit on the north side or the south side and you kind of compete in like little games and different things um throughout yeah. the show um, yeah. Of course, the end, it brings everybody up, back together, and it's beautiful at the end because they do a whole tribute to America and, yeah. you know, kind of being united. And um, so that's the parts of the shows I like. I really like the beginning, and I really like the end. The middle the middle part's not bad, but I'm kind of over the competition personally, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's not, but it's not about the show, right? Yeah. So, well, I, I, I enjoy the show part, too. Um, but they it's do. It's about the soup, Lacey. Okay, they do have some really good soup. Okay, so while you're sitting there, of course, you do get fed a feast. Um, and um, if you've never been, they start out with this soup that's like a creamy vegetable soup. Oh, it's so good. And they even sell packets of it in the gift store. I almost bought some. Oh, I was really close, but we? I didn't. Um, I try not to spend too much money. <laughs> oh, wait a um, second. <laughs> so um, we had you the got soup. Chapstick, and... but I couldn't get soup. <laughs> Um, but I had kept talking the soup up to the kids, telling them how good it was because they were little the last time they went here, so they didn't remember the soup. Um, but they, we've been to medieval times recently. We went there for um, Eli's thirteenth birthday in yeah. February, and they they served like a tomato soup, right? And I kept telling them how much better this soup was. And afterwards, Eli was like, "Mom, I don't know why you said that. That tomato like soup that. is tomato so much soup. better." <laughs> Dragon blood soup. Yeah. Or whatever so it is. I don't. I don't know how they didn't like the soup, but it comes with a buttery biscuit, which is really good. Mm-hmm. And then for your main entree, you get um, kind of a whole little rotisserie chicken. Yeah. I still remember that one time I did take the kids when they were really little. We were with my green and granddaddy. When they set that plate down in front of Avery with that whole chicken, his <laughs> eyes got so big. He couldn't believe they were giving him a whole little chicken. But it's really good. It's um, very tender, yeah. seasoned very well. And then we also got like a little pork chop. Yeah. I didn't really care for the pork chop much. It just sliced. I thought it was a little fl- flavorless, yeah. but the chicken had a lot of flavor. And then you get um, corn on the cob. You get a potato spear. Again, the you know they were okay, but they needed to be seasoned a lot more. Yeah, it's about soup. Um, 
We're just there yeah, for the this, soup. Yeah, I would say the soup and the chicken. Soup. <laughs> and the yeah. biscuit. Those three things are really good. Yeah. And then for dessert, you get a apple turnover. I liked it. And, yeah. and it was good. I liked the apple turnover, yeah. actually. I'm more of a chocolate girl, but but I did like <laughs> it. it. It was good. Yeah. It was actually better than I remembered, yeah. to be honest. So that that was pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. and, and if anyone has never been, I mean, if you've never been to Dick, the... Dolly Stampede. Uh, if you've uh, if you've been to Medieval Times, it's very similar. It's that same kind of dinner theater competition show where you're sitting around the middle. Uh, that that concept. I guess I don't know if Medieval Times was kind of the first to come up with that concept, and then Dixie Stampede was kind of a, a copy of that. But Pigeon Forge has kind of leaned into it, and there are all kinds of versions of that up and down the strip now. There's mm-hmm. a, there's a there's a pirate themed show. There's a Hatfield and McCoy's themed show. We did a lumberjack feud. Yeah, I think the lumberjack is like last yeah. time we were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was fun too. That was that was. I don't fun. remember the food at that one though. Do you? Was it similar? It Do was you similar. It was in a little camp styled, you know, tray oh, okay. to keep the bears away and stuff. Uh, you know, it was it was cute theming. They're all great theming, uh, but there's a bunch of those up and down the strip now. So there's all kinds of the little dinner theater style shows mm-hmm. up and down the strip. Uh, to do so that's that's kind of cool there's i mean the private room looked like it would actually yeah. be kind of interesting yeah, to see what that was like checking it out so and i think it's own no it's owned by i couldn't tell you which one um, that wasn't paula was it <laughs> i'm trying to remember seems like paula one, dean and dolly one one of it was, all right yeah yeah so <laughs> it might have been dolly because i believe there are advertisements in the stampede for okay it, oh so. paula's the lumberjack show now paula dean's is the lumberjack yeah. show now she's she's got that one because you can get you a know. ticket combo i was seeing with the titanic museum the lumberjack show and then her restaurant so that, that makes w- sense that yeah. would be a good yeah package right there yeah, there's a lot of, I'm, like i said the, to- the tour this, this whole town is built around the tourism which means they they're kind of really going to lean into it there, there's going to be a lot of tours and packages and coupons and deals and things like that if you just kind of look for them mm-hmm. yeah and plenty to do yeah so but that that always has been my mom's favorite show and i think she thoroughly enjoyed the present that my sister gave her so oh, she yeah. had she had a good time yeah we got the little picture mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and i think you know if you're comparing just because we just recently did medieval times i think i do prefer dolly parton stampede better i think the food's a little bit better and I, like i said i love the opening part of the show and the ending but i know you and the kids prefer medieval times i think it's just a preference i mean you know it depends on what you like and and what your preferences are i mean the stampede is pretty awesome i mean there's a point when you've got a herd of buffalo running around the arena which is was pretty awesome just to see buffalo Mm -hmm. like that running you know and and, um you know there was a lot of really neat parts to it but for me no i'm going to lean toward the knights that are sword fighting and jousting and hitting each other with maces um, falcons flying around the the arena. Mm-hmm. Sure, I, I'm probably going to lean toward that one well, a little bit. You had birds at Dolly too, but that's Dolly's just a personal too. preference. That's mm-hmm. it's all it is. Uh, yeah. I think they're both uh, really good, valid shows for sure. Yeah. So, so that was kind of our short, unplanned weekend Ooh. adventure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we did pack a lot into a day and I guess a few hours that Friday night because we left early Sunday morning. Um, so, um. But yeah. Do you think we had enough time? Do you think it was worth well, it? Well, en- <laughs> enough time or worth it. So you got two different questions there. So uh, was it worth it? Yeah, I mean, because it was a fun trip. I mean, we had a good, uh, we had a good time. We had a great, fun-filled day. We went, did a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, was it enough time? Uh, probably not, because there were so many things we still did mm-hmm. not get to do. And I know we talk, we we're talking about this being a great option for a weekend getaway, but 
really you could you could go up there and do three or four days oh, yeah. and have plenty of stuff to do because well everything that we did you know filled a day it could easily be stretched out to two days but you still have the Titanic Museum you never made it to you there's still lots of good hiking the up there oh, there's lots of you're in the mountains you're in the Great Smoky Mountains there's mm-hmm. plenty of places to go hike as well and Dollywood um, <clears throat> and Dollywood we, we didn't, we didn't even talk about Dollywood which is a pretty awesome theme park in itself we've talked about Dollywood a little bit in on past shows. We didn't even talk about that. That's another day. Um, I know the last time we went, the kids were a little bit smaller, but we we spent the entire trip. You kind of uh, sucked into the Magic Quest experience. So they've got the Mm -hmm. Magic Quest there, uh, which I don't know. The kids probably claim they're too old for it, but I apparently am not. So uh, it's kind of this interactive, you know, before the Wizarding World of Harry Potter came out, it was, you know, that kind of thing. You know, you get a wand and you go around uh, on these kind of magical uh, scavenger hunt quest where you have to they give you clues and you have to go and find different things and do different little things with your with your interactive wand to, to unlock the next port part of the adventure so it was a really cool little quest that we went back two or three times the last time we were up there we were I think, also right? there during an ice storm so Which anything you could awesome. do indoors <laughs> um was yeah. nice on that trip on that that last yeah. time we were up yeah but i thought the magic quest was, was really cool i mean they've They've started putting those in all the different Great Wolf Lodges now and things like that. So it's mm-hmm. a great, so that's something else to do, especially if you got young kids or, you know, adults that just love that kind of thing. Um, but so how far are you willing to travel for a weekend For a getaway? weekend getaway? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, so what was this? It was about four hours for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I, I thought that was good. I mean, I would probably travel that depending on how long of a weekend we're doing, you know. If you're talking about driving up on a Friday morning maybe and then driving back sunday evening i think four to five hours is probably fair if you can get if you can squeeze an extra day out of out of it you know mm-hmm. uh if there's any way you know if the kids aren't in school and you can take that whole friday and drive out like on thursday night so you've got all of friday all of saturday and most of sunday then i think four to five hours easy mm-hmm. of course you know we, we we drove like six to eight hours uh you know around christmas down just to go to the nut place in south georgia and then drive back home <laughs> the next day right that wasn't planned, but we did, yes. And I'm glad we did those two things, or it really would have been sad when Avery got sick. So. We drove six to eight hours. Mm-hmm. We did a hike at High Falls. We stopped at the Nut Place. We spent the night, and we drove home. Because mm-hmm. he got sick early the That wasn't even morning. a weekend trip. That was an overnight trip. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, I would say, you know, four four to five hours for a weekend trip is probably acceptable for mm-hmm. me um now if you're flying that even uh, um <clears throat> opens up more options i know um when i was reading midnight in the garden of good and evil by john how you pronounce his name bear berendit okay I, b-e-r-e-n-d-t how would you pronounce it Beren. okay <laughs> well i remember when i was reading how he came to savannah and writing the novel um that he, he, I guess he lived in New York City, and he said he sure. was spending all these, all this money going out to eat at all these fan, fancy restaurants in New York City, and then they started offering some cheap, cheap airfare to and from somewhere in Georgia, I guess near Savannah, in different places. And he started thinking, well, I could just forego this expensive meal, and I could actually do a cheap flight for the weekend. Yeah. So he would just start coming <laughs> oh, down yeah. to Savannah. I guess he fell in love with Savannah, and then he got the idea for the book and started doing his research, and that's kind of how that came to to be that whole book was just some little weekend getaways savannah will get you like that Mm -hmm. so if you you know if you can fly if you can find a good good fare on a short trip then that even opens up more options for a weekend getaway sure yeah for sure 
So what, what, mm-hmm. so what's yours though? If you're if you're dry, so if you're if driving somewhere for a weekend, what would you say is I'd your limit? I'd probably say about four hours. About four hours. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't. I guess it depends on where you're going and what you're doing. Because yeah. I don't know. I'm. I would. Uh, I'd be willing to drive down to Universal for a good good long weekend if we could make oh, a couple of days out of it. And you know, a new roller coaster maybe had opened or something. Yeah. Well. Okay. Hint. <laughs> hint, hint. Yeah. So. <laughs> Especially if you stop and do things along the way, you know, yeah, you can kind of break it up. I think that's a big part of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we like to break up the trip with, with things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you sit more than a few hours in the car, you need to stop and get out just a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Uh. <laughs> so, or I'll start getting sleepy. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that kind of ends our adventure. So that was our adventure. Yeah. So in the Your Adventure section this week, uh, instead of, uh, you know, I, I looked at some of the prices for some of the things that we had done, and I actually pulled up some prices for the um, Margaritaville Resort right there that was so impressive. We were really impressed with just how nice a lot of that area looked, and, and that one resort that's attached to the island specifically, that Margaritaville Resort looked super awesome. I would love to stay um, there. Yeah, and especially like if you're going down with just your family of of four or five, um, they had some rooms that would accommodate four or five. Um, but if you were just going down for even for like a romantic weekend, maybe, and getting one of those balconies over the river or something like that, Lacey would probably enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had rooms, and again, depending on when you go is a good is a good thing to consider. But I actually look I looked at some prices in the fall because you know you're in the Great Smoky Mountains. Uh, the fall is probably a great time to go here. So I pulled I pulled some prices in September, and you know rooms in at the Margaritaville Resort were about one seventy one eighty a night. So it really mm-hmm. wasn't that bad. Um, you know, looking at um, our agent, you know, back in and stuff, and the stuff that we can book, I think we could do a room for about one eighty a night. And they had another deal <clears throat> actually on their site, but it was only for booking directly. That was about $10 a night cheaper. Uh, so that's not something that we could book for you. But, and again, this is like anything. A lot of the things up there have different, you know, any, anytime you come to us and say, hey, we're curious about a trip to wherever, Pigeon Forge, maybe just to spend a week, you know, we're going to pull it up and we're going to look and see what you got available. If there's something that's, that's cheaper, uh, if you go book it directly, we're going to tell you to go book it directly. Because that's mm-hmm. that's pretty much that's we don't you know we don't when we're, we're planning uh, a vacation or planning an adventure for somebody we don't make anything off of them uh, we make commission based on where they're traveling so it costs you it costs you the same thing whether we book it for you or whether you book it yourself um, so if if there's ever an instant where it's going to be cheaper for you to book it yourself we're going to tell you because that's not what we're about you know we're we're here just because we love travel and we love booking it and we want to make sure that we find people the best value and the best deal uh we don't want to book something for you and then you turn around and say oh it would have been cheaper if i would have booked myself if if it's going to be cheaper for you to book it yourself we're going to tell you mm-hmm. it's going to that to just book it yourself um and margaritaville sure. so, they don't really work with agents they want you to book direct well, right they prefer you to book direct and it's kind of weird the way the margaritaville brand is doing because they're kind of popping up everywhere and they're expanding a lot margaritaville resorts are are kind of uh, sprawling right now. So Orlando has a huge one, you know, that's, that's coming online. This one here clearly is growing. They I think took over Lake Lanier, uh, Lake Lanier islands here in Georgia mm-hmm. is now Margaritaville. Um, but all of those uh, locations are individually owned and operated, uh, locations. They're not ran and owned and operated by the Margaritaville brand. 
if that makes sense. So as a as a property owner, I guess they have kind of bought into the brand of Margaritaville, which kind of guarantees a, a certain quality level and level of service and things like that, but they're still individually owned and operated. So there's not a unified way for us to book Margaritaville. Uh, we have to still book individually with those different providers and with those different properties. So it's going to vary. So if we go if we go down to Orlando and we're looking at Margaritaville Resort in Orlando, which is beautiful by the way, I don't know if anybody's seen any of the photos of it. Um, we have we have really good relationships with them through our agencies, so we can book there and get some good deals and get good uh, rates. Uh, and it's going to be the same. Some of these other ones basically don't have the same you know, travel agent relationships. So they're the way that they work with agents are different. So some of them really focus on trying to get people to book directly and not go through agents, which is, is fine if that's the way they want to do it. But, uh, obviously what we do is try to help people plan their, their family vacations and family adventures, but we want to make sure that they're getting the best possible rate. We're not going to do it for you. If it's cheaper for you to do it on your own, we're going to, we're going to give you the advice and tell you, this is how you go and do it on your own. Uh, so we prefer to work with the, you know, the locations that are, that don't, you know, that make it easier for us to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just various. I looked at a couple of different ones and some of the Margarita bills, uh, made it a lot easier and offered a lot more, uh, deals and incentives. Uh, and some of them, you know, didn't have quite as much. So, mm-hmm. uh, we can obviously, you know, anywhere you want to go, if you got any questions about those, we can obviously offer advice and things like that. And we will look at it. Uh, and there may be, you know, the ones that we looked at, especially there at the island, I could pull up a bunch of different packages and stuff. And there were plenty that I could book. Uh, but there was one offer that they just happened to be running right now that was a direct book special that was cheaper uh, for families to book directly on their own without going through an agent. And if that's the case, we're going to let you know. Um, so mm-hmm. that's just how it was. But I mean, uh, when we're talking about your adventure on this one alone, You can look at the, if you're looking at the fall, you know, you can get a room at the Margaritaville Resort right there at the island for, you know, 170, 180 uh, a night, you know, so if you wanted to spend, you know, a good three or four days, you could, you know, drop 800 bucks on a, on a room for most of a week and then experience all the things you wanted to experience around there. Now, if you've got a couple of families that want to get together and rent a cabin or something like that, you know, get two or three families together and go rent a cabin somewhere on the mountain and split all the costs. You can probably spend the same amount and get you a nice cabin that maybe have a pool table and a hot mm-hmm. tub and uh, your own kitchen and things like that. So you can cook meals and grill out. And It just depends on what experience you want. Well, I like the cabins, for, so. but I would yeah. love to try that Margaritaville Hotel. It looked nice. Oh, yeah. It looks super nice. And when we were on the Ferris wheel, we could look down on over it. Right. And they weren't huge pools, but they had some nice pools oh, they did. and they some had hot pools tubs. And hot tubs and, and, yeah. Um, it looked it looked nice. That main resort looked very nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they do, they do run different spell, specials and offers uh, and things. They had a a deal going on for first responders right now. For it was a hometown heroes offer that was even cheaper. So uh, we, uh, that's one we could help you book if you're a uh, first responder or military or public services something like public safety. Um, they had a, had a cheaper rate. Uh, there was another one I believe. It was a triple A offer. Uh, possibly a senior discount offer. So there's a bunch of different offers uh, available that we could also help book. Um, and those were actually cheaper than the, the direct book rate. So if it's something that we can book and it's going to be cheaper for you, we'll, we'll definitely help you out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's something that, you know, that's going to be cheaper for you to do it, you know, directly, we're going to, 
we're going to definitely tell you that as well. So mm-hmm. that just happened to be that happened to be the case this week when I was pulling prices. There was one that was cheaper not to have us book it for you. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. That's fair. Were you ready for travel news? You got some travel news? I do. Awesome. Okay. So the first one is, you know, of course, the CDC made their mask um, update, I guess, last week, right? They did. So a lot has been changing. Um Rapidly. All across the United States. But um, obviously at theme parks, it's also been changing. So this is actually from the Orlando Orlando Sentinel. Um, so Universal <coughs> Orlando was the first one in Orlando to drop the outdoor Correct. mask requirement. Um, so, so guests do not have to wear masks outdoors at Universal, but are still asked to bring masks with them to wear when they go inside or standing in line for a ride. Um, this was according to a statement sent from Universal spokesman Tom Schroeder. So they were the first to kind of make the change. Um, Disney has also made changes. Um, Took you know, them about four hours, I think. Okay. So <laughs> so again, at Disney, you don't have to wear a mask outside, but they're still required in indoor spaces, including theaters, throughout the attractions on Disney transportation and at restaurants, except when guests are eating or drinking while stationary. So they still have that stationary thing in there. Hmm. So, um, which... Nice. I'm fine. Like I don't. We don't usually walk and eat too much, but I, I do like to sip water or whatever. So yeah. that part was a little hey, hard. But you're walking and you're eating a pretzel or a churro or something okay. like that. Well, I guess know. sometimes, yeah, it's that kind of stuff. Um, but it does say masks are optional in outdoor common areas yeah. and pool decks. So that's going to be a big thing going into these hot summer months. I think uh, that's what people were. I think a lot of people were worried about how hot it gets in. Florida and having to walk around in the heat mm-hmm. with the masks. So and they this think this help. is part of why that came out and why the yeah. theme parks are moving so quickly because they don't want people getting sick this summer when it's so hot. Yeah. But they survived last summer because yeah. they were wearing them then. Now SeaWorld is probably the one that's kind of gone the most liberal with not having to wear the mask. Um, their statement was um, face coverings will no longer be required for guests at SeaWorld Orlando who are fully vaccinated in accordance with CDC guidance. We will not require proof of vaccine, but ask our our guests to respectfully comply with our revised policy. So they didn't really mention, you know, indoors, outdoors, anything like that, like Universal and Disney did. They just kind of said, if you're vaccinated, don't worry about it. And I don't know if you put them in the same category, but Six Flags uh, did the same thing today. Didn't they? Okay, I was wondering about that. uh, We got a notification today that Six Flags said, if you're fully vaccinated, masks are no longer required. It says if you are not vaccinated, masks will be urged. But again, they're probably not going to be going around asking you for your vaccination ID card if you're not wearing a mask. So mm-hmm. pretty much masks are over um, at Six Flags. It didn't specify indoor, outdoor, anywhere. It just said you do not have to wear a mask if you've been vaccinated. Uh, it also said they will not be doing temperature checks. Oh, and yes. reservations are no longer there required. No temperature checks, yeah. Oh, reservations? Park reservations are no longer required okay. at Six Flags. Okay, cool. So that's okay. a big change for Six Flags. Yeah. So we're mm-hmm. uh, they're pretty much back open, ready, and full operation, I guess. Yeah. So. So, a little, so if you're a theme park person, a little easier to go now in the summer in the heat. Um, yeah. But, yeah. you know, they still want you to be uh, comfortable. Um, but, like I said, the, the theme parks in Orlando will not be asking you, I guess, for vaccination proof. Yeah. Actually, it says earlier this month, Governor Ron DeSantos signed a law banning so-called vaccine passports, which prevents businesses from requiring proof of vaccination for a customer to enter. Hmm. But that seems like it'd be really hard for them. I mean, somebody could say, well, I forgot mine. Yeah. or you're but, en- I don't know. You're encouraging people to forge at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so for the for the hardcore things like, you know, airline travel or something like that, that does, that is, that... Things that do require it, you know, you're making it hard on those places, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, so now I've got some even better news. Okay, so uh, Universal had much success with their Mardi Gras, what was it called? International? International Flavors of Mardi Gras? Um, Something Something like like that. that. (laughs) I had it written down. I can't believe it's escaped me right now. But anyway, um, I think they had added that title was new this year. Um, The flavor was new. Yeah. Yeah, Um, So it did so well because, you know, they added all that food. So they kind of made it more of an international-based food festival. So good. So since it was so successful now, they have decided to have a summer food festival. Sure, why not? Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> let's see. I was going to read you some information. Let's see. Okay, so this is from the Orlando Informer. Um So it says, but Mardi Gras is just a starting off point for this summer program. Whereas the former was more about sample sizes, the latter will be focused on full-fledged dishes. Really? Okay. Um, So, but I think there's going to be fewer locations. So fewer locations, but bigger servings when you get there. So instead of like sampling, like we had the lanyard, we went around and we tried a bunch of stuff. This kind of seems like, you know, you'll you'll go to the location, you'll actually have your full meal there. It's a full-on food truck mm-hmm. style kind of deal or something. Yeah. So, and apparently they've got a number of veteran chefs who are going to even contribute some of their own family um, recipes. Okay. Um, they're bringing back some of the things that people really liked, um, which was apparently the um, Cuban sandwich. The okay. pressed Cuban sandwich. I know that yeah. wasn't... wasn't our favorite. I, I think Eli got Eli it and he went it. crazy about crazy it, about but... Um, but they are going to have that again. Um, they're going to have some different mac and cheeses, which sound really good. Sure. Um, some different, of course, specialty drinks. Um, and they're going to have it actually throughout the park, too. So it won't <coughs> just be at um, studios. studios like it was for Mardi Gras. So they're actually even supposed to have some things in Volcano Bay. Oh, nice. So that's, that's different. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't say anything about the pork schnitzel slider coming back. No, huh? I didn't see. I was actually scrolling through here. I had read this earlier, but that I was, was trying my to favorite. not just read to you, but pick out the, the parts you really <laughs> would want to hear. I want to hear um, pork schnitzel slider coming back. <laughs> I'm not not seeing any of that here. Oh, the food at Volcano on. Bay they bring in it says we'll kind of have a tropical theme, sure, which is kind of like all the food there. Yeah, um, but they got good food over there anyway. Mm-hmm. So if I'm reading everything correctly, I think there's going to be four kiosks in. Islands of Adventure. Okay. So there's one um, in the Battery Park, which is in the New York back lot. And then there's one in San Francisco, which is in front of the Fast and Furious Supercharged ride. Yeah. And then there's a food truck by Lombard's Landing, which is close to where your schnitzel sandwich that was, was. Yep, that's where my schnitzel was. And then there's going to be a food tent um, by the bridge that connects the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Diagon Alley with Springfield. Yeah, they had one there um, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we, I think the kids got something there, if I remember. That was by the big Nola sign, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're going to have some things there as well. That may be where their macaroni and cheese is. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it's on the. Um, but get mac and cheese there. Could get a jacket potato yeah. down, the, down yeah. the down the walk. But it's always <laughs> fun to have some new food options, you know. And then sometimes you're just kind of on the go, and you don't, you know, you don't really want to stop in, sit down somewhere for a long time. Sometimes you do because you need rest. <laughs> But other times you're just kind of wanting to get something quick and yeah. um, and get back on your way. So this does give a lot more options. How is it that it seems like the theme parks are just now figuring out that people like food, like good food? <laughs> I don't know. And but they're, they're willing they're to very pay for it, it if now. it's really good food. Because mm-hmm. you know th- theme parks for a long time have been you know stereotyped to having just kind of theme park food, right? Mm-hmm. It's expensive. 
and just mediocre, right? Yeah. It's theme park food. Uh, that's kind of still how Six Flags is for the most part. There's, they're they're getting, trying. They've gotten better than they yeah. used to be, but they're still not They have an execution problem. <laughs> that, that's true. Um, that's what they have good plans. They just can't yeah. always execute them. That's but with the, the problem with all there. Of these festivals, particularly, you know, it started with the, the food festivals over at Epcot and now the stuff at Universal and, and, and SeaWorld. They're figuring out that really, you know, Dollywood awesome had food, food options. Food and Flower Festival. Yeah, people will pay for some food. Mm-hmm. And good food is, you know, again, people like food. Mm-hmm. So... So that kind of ends the news section, um, right. but kind of going or leaping from that, since we were talking about food at Universal, I mm-hmm. thought next week we would actually do an episode about Universal Dining, and me and you would kind of give some of our favorite dining locations. Oh, excellent. So these well, will that, not these will not be part well. of the Summer Food Festival. These but are just, the regular yeah. dining options that are always there. Yeah, because we have a list yeah, um, we that we go to pretty much every time we're down there. <laughs> Which makes it hard because there's a bunch of stuff that we still need to try. Yeah. So yeah. when we go on these trips, we're like, oh, no, we only got like eight slots to eat meals. Well, we usually... Uh, we usually try somewhere new every time, but this last know, time we were doing the Mardi Gras like thing, so we ate a lot, a lot of meals I doing the, the Mardi Gras tasting lanyard. I want to try three new things and all of the old things that I loved. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. You just got to stay longer. Uh, well, so um, <laughs> I think you'll love next week's episode. I think it, so. Yeah. Oh, I'm prepared for that now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that'll be next week. So if you're thinking okay. about going to Universal, um, we can give you some ideas to where you might want to dine. Awesome. All right. Well, that's all the news. That's all the show. Is that everything? That's everything. All right. Well, that will wrap up our show. We went just a little bit over our time limit today. Uh, surprisingly, I didn't think we'd go that long today. So mm-hmm. uh, we hope you guys enjoyed listening to the show and talking about our weekend getaway. And uh, if there's any questions you have about the Smoky Mountain area or anything that we talked about in today's show, we'd love to uh, answer those. Or if there's any questions you got about just uh, a general weekend getaway that you got in mind, if you've been thinking about getting some away somewhere for the weekend, if we can help you out, just let us know. Uh, reach mm-hmm. out, ask us any questions you might have. You can contact us directly. Uh, you can email me at jason at lamplightadventures.com or lacy at lamplightadventures.com. And either one of us would be happy to help you with any questions you, you might have about planning your next family adventure, whether it's a week-long vacation or a, just a weekend getaway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, And don't be afraid of those weekend ones. You can do a lot you in do one a day. Lot of stuff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took you all over London uh, in one day. So. Yeah. <laughs> You can yeah, do the smokies a, in one day, too. a lot of stuff. Yeah, you can't can get to everything, but you can do a lot. And so. I think that's usually the key, is realizing you can't do it all. Mm-hmm. Unless you just enjoy what we can do. Mm-hmm. So. Awesome. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining us and listening uh, to the show. Uh, please uh, like, subscribe, share out the show, let everybody know uh, that we're, we're here. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. And hope everybody has a great week. And we will see you next time on The Adventure Boat. Goodbye. Bye, everybody.